0: Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton.
1: It is Tuesday, October 17th, 2017, season 13, episode number 55. Welcome to another edition of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. And uh, there's a lot for us to get into today. It's been a little while since we've been on the air. We had a nice little bye week uh, there. A couple days to just kind of kick back. Don't look like that, Dave. You had a couple days to kind of kick back.
2: And- I, was, I, I was on the air yesterday, and thursday i think yeah but friday saturday sunday yeah okay. you
1: didn't have to just, do anything just, all right so just saying it's a little break just saying relatively speaking yeah you're right all right how you doing nick good good amber <laughs> good nick has his lawyer face
3: on because no
0: i about don't to have a t- lawyer face and i'm <laughs> not We're about to talk this i'm really not stuff. about
3: to tell you anything <laughs> you're not i talked a little bit about what's going on i tried to f- figure some stuff out but i only had like five minutes so uh-huh. it's going to take a lot more than that
1: Oh, well, we got a whole hour, so you can you can definitely just fill yeah. us in on whatever you know. We'll get into that in just a second. We'll also spend some time today talking about the NFC East. Uh, all the teams in the NFC East, except for the Cowboys, played last weekend. All of them won. Uh, we'll see if uh, what you guys are thinking about this NFC East, and uh, and if maybe these Giants who are who were winless until last weekend can possibly get on a roll here and maybe beat some teams you want them to beat. Uh, here in the second half of the season. All right, before we start, uh, I mean, let's go ahead and get into it and talk a little bit about this this situation with Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, there's a lot that's still going on. As of last Friday, uh, Nick, you guys jumped on the air and did, a, I thought, a really good show for you guys that didn't hear it, uh, talking about the Zeke situation and, and the fact that now the NFL is reinstated. Uh, they were allowed by the courts to reinstate the, um, the suspension. Um, and then as of yesterday, I think, uh, there was some uh, filings that happened with Zeke's team. Tell us about, I guess, what's happening right now. What should fans be looking looking at? And what should they be paying attention to with regards to Ezekiel Elliott?
3: Well, I think today they are they're meeting again today in in New York. They're trying to the NFLPA is trying to get uh, another, uh, I guess, restraining order or a stay for the suspension. They're trying to to uh, which would, I think would only last fourteen days. Um, because what they're trying to do is get all of these the, the 12, 12 circuit judges, I guess, together for this. And while they're doing that, they're hoping to get a stay for this. So, so he will continue to to play. Would block the suspension again, right? Until now, they can get all those, so they can get them all together, together to right. be able to hear it. As yeah, and that, which apparently takes forever to to, to do that. So the, the NFL uh, PA is hoping to get. Um, you know, while this happens, to get a stay so so Zeke can continue to play. And that's that's what I think is going to be ruled on today at, at 1.30. So maybe this afternoon we'll find out if he's going to play in this game. But, I mean, there's so many more layers to this, you know, and, and, and we can get into a little bit more about why Zeke's doing that. Dave, you might know more about what's happening this week or today. or. I know there's a ruling today that's going to determine – I mean –
2: I was under the impression it, it might determine his status, period, because if he doesn't get this, there's not a whole lot else he can do. Right, right. 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 If it goes against him, yeah, it goes right. against then he's, them.
1: then he's kind of waiting until they get those, all those judges together, and then they would hear the case. Basically, the, the, the way I understand it is that today is about getting the stay yeah. until they can get together to actually hear the case and then make a ruling. But the problem is if you don't get the stay— then who knows how long that's going to take? And all that time, as of as of yet, as of Friday, the NFL said he's suspended. He could theoretically serve his whole suspension while he's waiting. While he's waiting, correct? His. Yeah, yeah. Which again, if if his goal at the end of the day is to clear his name, then it's kind of irrelevant. If he has to serve the six game suspension and then the court case continues. He still wants to have the court case because he wants to be able to clear his name. Right. But you're right. It could happen that, that the courts take so long. If he doesn't have a say, the courts take so long that he serves a suspension anyway, um, which would seem to be a bit of a travesty, especially if he should win the court case at some point.
2: Yeah, which – and uh, I, by no means and I am I an expert on this. I feel like I, I'm more and more out of my depth every time this thing takes a turn, but I'm – I'm not under the impression that he's got like a favorable chance on this one. Mm-mm. I mean, he's refiling in the 2nd district of New York which has been friendly to the NFL before. That's where the Brady case played out. And it sounds like I I I go into this expecting him to not get it and then not win or not get a stay. Not get the stay. I I don't know what happens with the course I mean the case once it's eventually you know heard but I'm expecting him to not get this stay just, and that's, I mean, that's just my intuition and my feeling about it. I don't I mean, we'll see if I'm right or wrong, but um, I think it, it, it was an upset or maybe not unforeseen, but a little unexpected that, that, that injunction got thrown out in new Orleans. I think that was the big thing for Zeke's team that, that they wanted to have. I mean that clearly worked so well in his favor and now he's kinda of behind the eight ball. Well but if if memories I mean if, if I'm understanding this correctly, the ruling
1: that happened last week was not so much about the merits of his case as much as it was about the timing and where it was being adjudicated, correct?
2: Yes. yes. None of none of this is really about the merits of the case, right? I mean,
1: other than I, I do think at this point, now with the refiling, it does become more about the merits of the case because you are presumably in the right court because you're doing it in New York in the Fifth Circuit, right? Right. So you're in the right court. The timing is right because the appeal has already been heard by the NFL uh, by the arbitrator, and you've gotten a ruling. So the timing is right. So now it does become about the merits of the case. And, and that's why I, I kind of am the flip of you. I think there's there's a lot of reason why you can think that maybe the court will give, give him the stay in the fact that in all that time, if he's missing games, he can't get those games back. So there is a clear situation here where there's irreparable harm that's done before there's a ruling. I don't have a lot of faith that in the long term, this is going to play out in his favor because like you said, this is the same situation. There have been a lot of a lot of there have been a few different situations, I should say, where players have ended up taking their their things to court, and rarely, I don't think if ever they've won because of the way the CBA is set up for the, the league to have the kind of jurisdiction that they
0: do.
2: And so, Nick, so you're telling me even if he gets this, that
3: only buys him two weeks. That's what that's what I was told. 14 days would be how long the uh, the restraining order would be. Temporary restraining order. And I assume they get,
1: my assumption is that one of two things would happen at that point. Either they get all these guys together to be able to hear this case. Right. Or they would file another temporary restraining order. Probably. To continue. <laughs> yeah. To continue until they can get everybody to all the, the right. until they can have it heard and, and obviously get a ruling. Right.
3: Yeah. This is like when you go down to, to walk down the stairs to go eat and see all that art that's up and down like that. That's what this is. Trying to piece it together. No, that's the Hail Mary. <laughs>
0: Mm. <laughs> nice. I got it. I yeah, got that's kind of. For what those it of you
1: guys is. who aren't in this building and have never been in this building, there's a neat little art display that shows all the different frames of the Not picture. Little. You know what? It goes like three stories. Yeah, it's huge, uh, and it's actually pretty cool. But it shows different frames, different photo frames of uh, the Hail Mary play. But anyway, you're right. This
3: this is it's going to be tough. But let me kind of throw this part out there too that I that I know the fans. They can't help but care about what they care about. And they care about their favorite team and their favorite players playing in the game to help them win. I, I understand that. And so for all the fans that that say, just take it now, just take the take this suspension, let's just get it over with because it's gonna happen anyways. Let's see. we're not that good this year. We're two and three. We'll probably just take it. Like there's so much more to it than that. Like he cannot quit. He cannot quit now. You realize when you're in the number four overall pick, all the guaranteed monies that come that come with that. I mean, when you are suspended for this for one game, even if it's just this one game, all of his guaranteed money's out the window. So, knock on wood, if he had a really bad injury, one of those injuries that you're like, oh my god, I mean, they're, he's done. He cannot, he won't get any of that money because he. And it's uh, not the team's decision. It's not this the team's league decision.
1: thing. The league right. takes the money. Right. Right.
3: It's a. It's going to be in the neighborhood about. Two million dollars that he will lose just from that alone, just from the, the the just from playing or missing game checks and incentives and all that stuff. then you got to remember court costs like he's taking all this on himself. This is in the neighborhood of maybe a million when it's all said and done. If you know if Cam Newton's losing sponsors for what happened, you know he's not getting any. so yeah. look at all of the all of what what could be lost here. And on NFL, top of his yeah. reputation. And the NFLPA doesn't want to quit this thing either because this is more about this isn't they're not just fighting for Zeke. They're fighting against Goodell. They're fighting against in the next, you know, labor deal of like, no, the commissioner doesn't have this much power as much as he thinks he is. So there's so many different levels here that that it's just it's it's naive to say, just drop the case, let's get it on because you because it's hurting your team and your fantasy team. There's a lot more to it than that.
4: I don't understand something, and maybe you guys can explain it to me, but I can't understand how a suspension can come into effect whilst a case is still going on. Since that's something, I mean, a suspension is something you can't take back. Just like, let's put you in jail while we finish the investigation. That's something you can't take back. So I don't understand the whole procedure in this whole case.
1: Well, whether you believe it or not, the NFL is arguing the same thing that Zeke is arguing, which is there is irreparable harm by letting him play. So they're arguing while while the league, I mean, while the NFLPA is trying to get this temporary restraining order under the 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 thought that if Zeke is forced not to play while the case is still being adjudicated, then there's irreparable harm to him. He can't get those games back. Well, the league is saying the exact same thing. Well, there's irreparable harm to us. I'm not really sure how they well, it's pretty yeah, I'm, different. I'm 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 not sure how they're making that argument. They're probably saying something to the effect of hey if 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 we let him play then this sets up a bad precedent and then players will take things to court when that's not a part of the CBA. I, I don't know what their argument is, that's my assumption that would be their argument, but they are making the argument there's irreparable harm being done to the league if Zeke continues to play in the meantime while this thing is being adjudicated. So,
2: just it just depends on how the judges Yeah, well, it just depends on how the judges rule on, on it. On top of that, I think you're you're going a level deeper than you need to. Like for the point of answering your question, the investigation's over yeah. as far as the NFL's concerned. It they did. investigated yeah. it, they made a decision, they think he violated their policy, so they suspended him. He is taking outside means and going above and beyond to try to fight that but as far as the NFL is concerned they've already made that decision and I get
4: that I'm just even then you know they they made their decision but the whole thing is still going on so if you're taking that to another court, it's like okay let's just keep it in hold on hold and until we figure out but if, exactly what to do. If
2: I'm the NFL and again I'm not saying what they did was right or whatever, but I'm saying we made our ruling and we we want you you're going to serve that suspension while this gets sorted out and whether or not whatever comes of this, we have decided that you're suspended.
1: Right, and that's the league's perspective. I think what, right. what Amber's saying, I guess the way I took it was the courts are now the ones that are left to decide: Should this be on hold until we finish making a ruling, right. well, or should it not be? And that's, I guess, what they're going to argue today. And say, we're going yeah. we'll to we'll see, see how they fall on this. It's going to be interesting either way. Um, let's talk about the contingencies here for the Cowboys. Um, let's assume for a second that that Zeke does not get the stay, um, and he is forced to miss game, at least miss this weekend's game. What are the Cowboys going to do at the running back position? We've seen Alfred Morris be the guy that's been the number two. And we've seen Darren McFadden inactive. There's a thought that maybe Darren McFadden—they're doing that because they want to keep him fresh to make him now jump into that starting spot. If this were to happen, where do you guys believe this thing is going to fall as far as playing time for the running backs?
3: Well, I, whatever it is, it's going to be a little bit more of a of a, a split, uh, you know, split carries than what we've seen. I mean, we've seen. 95% to Zeke and you know maybe 5% to, to Morris I don't think it will be like that it'll probably be in the 60-40 range I, I don't favoring who I, if I had to guess I would say Morris I guess because they like him more but I don't I don't know I mean I I, I would imagine that it, it, whatever it is I mean they're gonna play I, I would probably go with Morris because I think McFadden would be your better third down back if you wanted to go that route but yeah, I have a hard time believing they're going to vault a guy into
2: the lion's share of the carries after sitting on the bench for a month and a half. Although I will say this, practicing though, right? No, sure. But I mean, you know, just yeah. Alfred Morris has been in the swing of the season. He's been getting carries during the games. I I w- had a big run. I would imagine longest run of the year. Yeah, I would imagine he if yeah. I think Nick's right. Some you know committee sixty sixty thirty five yeah. with five percent left over for Rod Smith probably. Something so you guys like
1: are saying that. By chance, somebody that, you know, owns Zeke Elliott in their fantasy league, <laughs> that Morris might be the guy you'd want to pick up to replace him. Honestly, I,
3: been picked up.
2: I was going to say I picked him up on Friday, but yeah. I was scared. Like, really? Yeah, I did. What? Like who? What kind of bums? Before, are you... I have a horrible running back. Group. No, but what kind of bums are in your league that nobody thought to pick him up? Like right. my they friends, all. But Darren McFadden friends, was picked up in every other league. I mean, my friends all the have leagues, been I mean, texting me since September, like which of these guys should I have? And nobody match. knew. That's I, the problem. I've had Morris on my bench since week one, for whatever that's yeah. worth. But, all right, I'm just saying. So for you, it sounds like you got so some for you, bums when, in the fantasy league.
1: When Darren McFadden was sitting on the bench, when he was inactive, to you that signaled he Morris is the guy in the event that.
2: That Zeke uh, has to sit. I think, you know, and yeah, I'm gonna have to go on a fantasy show later this week where they're going to ask me this question. I'm going to say no. there isn't a good answer. I'm sorry. there it's not, and there's no way any of these guys are going to get ninety five percent of the carries. I don't believe that. Yeah. And if Jason Garrett came up to me today and said, Our decision to sit Darren McFadden for the last six weeks has nothing to do with Zeke's situation. I wouldn't believe him. No, he could tell me that, and I just say you're full of crap. I don't believe it. But one of those guys was going to have to be inactive, though, right? They weren't going to have both. But Alfred Morris and Darren McFadden active. The conscientious decision to go with one repeatedly, week after week after favoring the other one all through training camp. I just, I don't buy it. And again. You can tell me I'm wrong, and I'll just stick to my opinion. Wait, what, what are you it saying? Just makes what are you too saying again? You're saying that that they set McFadden. I think the 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 con the. With the continuous decision to sit him every week and and just constantly go with Morris. So you thought they should have rotated between who was active? And I, I I think it was close enough that the fact that it was always McFadden all six weeks tells me that they're like, we'd rather just have this guy definitely be ready if we...
1: Unless, of course, they were trying to tell him he wasn't as good as Morris. Like, if, if Morris was better to them in the preseason and in training camp... And they wanted to make sure McFadden knew that. Nothing and there was they, a way to there, nothing, the way to do that is to yeah. sit him down.
2: Nothing they did during preseason or training camp insinuated that they thought Morris was better. McFadden got the McFadden started. McFadden started. McFadden got more work, right. more and, often than not, in all the games. And if they and felt practices. like, and if
1: they felt like in that situation he wasn't taking advantage of it, and he wasn't showing them enough,
2: then McFadden was on their rest cycle. Like they were like, we're going to give him this right. day off because he's a veteran, he needs it. Understood. But if in Again, all that time in preseason, you're offering, they didn't a, feel
1: like he was he was playing better than Morris.
2: You're offering a strong counter argument, and Jason Garrett could offer the same thing, and I would say that's cool. I don't believe you. <laughs> Straight up, that's no matter what you say, I don't believe. I don't believe, and that's okay. I, yeah, I mean, I if I can be wrong, if I want to be wrong, I just it just makes too much sense with what's facing them right now, where they're like, well, it's really good that we decided to keep our most injury-prone running back on the shelf because now we got him. Yeah, I just and and if they didn't do it on purpose, then it's a very good unintended consequence. Put it that way.
1: I don't know if they ever really intended that Zeke or really thought that Zeke was going to be out. I
2: mean, who knows, but But when you have this surplus of running backs, it makes a hell of a lot of sense to try to protect them as much as you can when you don't know how much you can count on your starter. Yep. (laughs) So, but if that's
4: the mentality, I mean, this is not even close to being the same, but why not make Cooper Rush active instead? Cause if that's the same kind of mentality. Because you're
2: only ever one play away from needing your backup quarterback. I mean, and whatever. For whatever reason, they trust Kellen Moore to do that more than they trust Cooper Rush. But if Zeke had gotten hurt in any of these games, you've still got two capable guys behind him. So I don't think that's the same thing. So in a ask- way,
4: it sounds like they feel pretty good with the options they have right now, according to Stephen Jones. So. I mean,
2: that, yeah, it's, it's not as exciting as Ezekiel Elliott or if you had drafted a guy, but... You know, it hasn't made sense why they've had all these running backs for the last six months, but now it does.
1: Yeah, we're going to take our break, and when we come back, I actually want you guys to answer that question for me. Looking at what the Cowboys have over the next six games, how confident are you the Cowboys can still make this offense move with these backup running backs if Zeke's going to be out Uh, for all of those games. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. We, the entertainment-loving people, want a smartphone built for us.
2: With AT&T and DirecTV, you can get the Samsung Galaxy S8. With an infinity edge-to-edge screen, it's perfect for entertainment. We want... Exactly what you just said. Buy a Samsung Galaxy S8 and get one free after bill credits when you buy both on AT&T Next and F Direct TV. Visit your local ATT store today.
1: Buy each for $750 on installment agreement with eligible
0: service. New line is free up to $750 in credits over 30 months. Credits start in two to three bills if service canceled, by balance due. Taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. Limited time offers, these store for details. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheer- Cheerleaders. That's not all though, you'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and of course with yours truly me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys and with us you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. you.
1: back to the break welcome back it's the second segment of the break live from SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star and uh, we're talking about Ezekiel Elliott and talking about his uh, legal issues uh, talking about how that's going to affect the Cowboys and right before break I told you guys I wanted to get your opinions on what you think uh, will happen with the Cowboys over these next six games you've got uh, a game at San Francisco this weekend San Francisco is 0-6 then you go at Washington, who's three and two, then you come home to play the Kansas City Chiefs, who are five and one, uh, then at, at Atlanta, who's three and two. Record, I don't know if you really think it reflects how good a team they are. Maybe it does. Um, and then you play Philadelphia, who is now five and one, sitting atop the division, uh, and then round out the six games against the Chargers on Thanksgiving Day, who are two and four. What do you think the likelihood is that this offense can still run as efficiently as it needs to run? Because I think we all agree in order for this team to be successful, the offense has to be efficient, has to be good. How how confident are you that they can do that over those six games with these opponents uh, if Ezekiel Elliott is out?
3: Well, I don't think they're going to go like, – they wouldn't go 6-0. and But, I mean, I, I think they can still win, you know, three or four of these games. I mean, be, you look around the league, there's a lot of people that, that, that play with a lot less at running back, and, and especially from an offensive line – Running back standpoint, so they they can you know they still have uh, as much fire firepower as other teams. I mean they're, they're going to need to be you know better on defense to to be able to withstand that. I mean they've been scoring thirty points a game at home and they haven't been able to win, and that's because you know the defense hasn't really done anything to really help them that much. So I, I think they can still do some things, but it's gonna it's gonna take more of a team effort. You can't just lean on you know Zeke Amber.
4: I think. It will open up, I mean, more options. Just maybe other defenses trying not to focus so much on stopping Zeke. Maybe that gives them other options there. But honestly, I don't think this changes anything by much, in my honest I mean, again, not having Zeke, yeah, that's going to affect them. But we have seen that he hasn't been the same guy that we thought he would be, like the year before. So... The offense just needs to kind of keep pushing, and it's. I'm concerned about the defense more than anything.
1: Dave.
2: I said this yesterday on the specialty show we did, which is I'm not going to try to convince anybody that it's not a big deal. And that, there's some validity to that, Amber, just that, you know, the running game hasn't been what you thought it would be anyway, but you're still losing an incredibly talented player and one of the best running backs in the league. Um, so I, I don't think. That's going to be great, obviously, but I'm not just going to assume it's going to be a train wreck until I see that because, you know, you spent these resources on quality veteran running backs for a reason. We've, we've seen them both have their moments. I mean, Darren McFadden ran for 1100 yards in his one year as the starter. Alfred Morris has had very brief moments. You know, the 71 yard run comes to mind. He's had a couple other decent outings. They all looked good in the preseason. I certainly think you lose an element of explosiveness, but I mean I expect that they'll still be able to run the ball effectively. Um, The big thing for me is you know, who's going to be that guy that turns the zero or one yard gain into two or three, which is, you know, we haven't seen that from McFadden and Morris as well as we saw it from Zeke. Maybe Rod Smith is a guy who can do that. I mean, good lord, he's like 6'3", 240. (laughs) Um, So there, I mean, and you think about how much they struggled in short yardage in 2015. I think that's that's what really scares me more than, you know, i what they're running for like 129 a game right now i think. i, I would imagine that they can still hover at or above a 100 yards a game. i think they're i think that's reasonable. i agree. um but you're you're missing an element of explosiveness and you need to find a guy who can get you that fourth down like Zeke did against the packers. Uh, that's definitely something that worries me. but but I think in the long run, I don't think – I'm not ready to call this a train wreck.
1: Let me ask you this question. I, I look at this offense, and to me, uh, I know a lot of people have been focusing a lot on what the running game has not been. I think Zeke has run really hard, and I think the uh, the offensive line at times has not been able to give him any holes. But you're right, he takes that one-yard gain, he turns it into three yards. And people don't see that as a great run, but it's a great run. Um, I think one of the bigger differences between last year and this year is I don't think the receivers have been – as consistently good as they were last year. And I think if Ezekiel Elliott is out of the game uh, for six weeks, I think it now becomes important for this quarterback and for these wide receivers uh, to be more consistent. I think you've had, in big moments, you've had guys dropping balls. Um, They just haven't seemed to have that same kind. Last year it seemed like at moments they were actually making plays. When they were needed, the receivers were actually making plays um, and this year, it seems like they're they're not as frequently making those same kinds of plays. Do you guys agree with that? That that's a big difference that this year, and that's going to be something that's nec- that they're going to have to change if they're going to be successful while Zeke's out.
3: Yeah, I do think that the receivers are kind of the the biggest issue that this offense has. Because the, it allows defenses to say we're just going to try to load up and make sure that this they don't, we don't get blown off the ball because we'll take our chances with the receivers and and the, they they don't beat them that much they don't get they don't get burned by that so that's going to be an issue but I do agree with what Amber said about I think defenses are going to now kind of try to play it differently um and and i think we already saw that this year we already saw that the, they didn't play at the same when 46 was back there there's no way zeke's ripping off a 70 yard run like that they don't have the same middle of the defense wouldn't have been there so you're gonna see a little bit more of that um but you know i think i think it'll open things up for for the cowboys uh but but like you said short yardage it's going to be tough. I mean, we saw McFadden go for 1,100 yards two years ago, but they were one of the worst teams in the league. At goal line, short yards, third and one. They couldn't push and, and run. So uh, I think that's that's a big issue there. I'm with Dave on that. I kind of want to see Rod
2: Smith in that role. Honestly. He's got a big body. He's strong. You, you, would, you would think he could push for a yard, right? I would like to see Rod Smith get an opportunity to really just play some running back. I mean, and, you know, short yardage, fine, whatever. And that's tough because you're talking about you know, guys with Pro Bowl nods and 1,000-yard seasons, I get that. But, you know, he showed you a lot in in preseason training camp all the way back to OTAs. And, uh, you know, I, I hope they don't forget about that because you you're never going to be able to impress anybody if you don't get the opportunity to do so. Um, yep. Just So I mean, that's something I've got my eye on. The other thing I'll throw out there on the short yardage,
1: I'd like to see a lot more quarterback sneaks. I think when you have short yardage and you have a quarterback as strong as him, I know there are teams like New England <laughs> regularly. If they got short yardage, they just plow right in there behind the center or behind the guard, and they get in there for the first down. And their quarterback isn't nearly as fleet-footed as uh, as as uh, forget, Dak Prescott.
2: Forget fleet-footed. He's a linebacker. He's just a True, big, yes. stocky so just, dude. Just let him push forward. You know, regardless of Zeke, if it's fourth and one or less, I sneak the freaking yes, ball. Go, yeah. I don't. That should be a guaranteed yard every time. Yep. in my opinion. Yep, push behind Frederick and let him just push it and get him behind him. But I do agree with that sentiment that, um, obviously, I mean, if Zeke's not there, the, I mean, the whole passing game, Dak, receivers, all of them got to be better, have to be. All right,
1: let's talk a little bit about this NFC East. Um, as I said before in the first segment, uh, everybody in the NFC East played this last weekend. Every team won. Uh, now the Philly, the Philadelphia Eagles sit atop the division at 5-1, and one. Uh, after beating the uh, Carolina Panthers, who were also five and one—I mean, four and one—at the time, um, Washington's now three and two. Dallas in third place at two and three, and then Giants pulling up the rear at one and five. They were zero five going into this weekend, but the Giants went into Denver and surprised a lot of people, myself included. I didn't expect to see that kind of game from them. Do you think that was just an aberration? Obviously, there were some things that they did that were different, like uh, they had a new guy plant calling plays. They had a bunch of new guys out there. At, wide, at the wide receiver position that the that, that teams didn't know. Do you think that those kinds of differences were the reason why they were able to win because Denver, you know, they, weren't, they hadn't seen it on film. They, they had, we weren't able to prepare for it in the same way. And that, do you think that's something that continue, or do you think it was just an aberration that'll be one week and the Giants will go back to being a bad team?
3: You know, they, they didn't even they didn't score a whole lot of points. I mean, they didn't even score as many points as the Cowboys did up there so they they won with the defense. They scored with the defense. I mean, I believe the Giants scored 16 points on offense. So, uh the the defense was the reason there. The Cowboys d- don't have that kind of defense and, and a lot of teams don't. I mean, the Giants have it when they when they're playing, they're getting after the quarterback and their they're they're their um, secondary guys are playing really well and going after the ball. They're really tough to beat and and we saw that there. And so it allowed the Giants to kind of ha- you know, play with the lead and 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 give Eli credit as much as people don't want to do that. You know, I mean, I think right off the top of the show, Chris Collinsworth said they still have Eli Manning, a two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback. And even though these receivers you've never heard of unless they were in the Cowboys camp last year, <laughs> Ed Egan, no one had heard of these guys. So he, I, I, I,
2: Ed Egan from New Orleans, Louisiana, for whatever that's worth. That's right. Hmm. Sorry, where do you go to college? Uh, Northwestern State,
3: at Mackinac, Louisiana. Not midwestern state it's nope. northwestern state yeah no. yeah i'll get it confused good job for the giants <laughs> they've won less win than the cowboys so it's not like you know they're way back there two i didn't even think about that you're right just one oh I mean, wow a one and a half if you can if yeah. you consider that they've already beat them
2: that sets me up for some two things that really annoyed me this weekend one it, i mean that that you're right you, they're they have one fewer win than the cowboys but like everybody's everybody seemed like was freaking out and it's not good when the whole division wins while you're not playing i know that but everybody's like this doesn't feel good every but it doesn't feel good but does it matter mathematically everybody's like they're all they've got one more game ahead i'm it doesn't, like it doesn't it work that way yeah. they just they, they took a week off everybody else hasn't taken their week off yet that's all that means the redskins have only played what they're 3 and 2 now so they took their bye the the Eagles haven't taken their bye. They're not two games up on you more so. They just haven't taken their bye. But the
1: part that the part that I think for a fan that probably bummed you out this last weekend was at least two of those games you felt like there was a legitimate chance that the teams in the division were gonna take a loss. Yeah. You thought that Philly going to play Carolina at Carolina, who was just had the exact same record they did. Very
2: nice win. There for was a
1: them. good Yeah, it was a good chance they take a loss there. You were absolutely certain. I don't know anybody that wasn't certain that the Giants were gonna go to Denver and take a loss there, and they get a win. So that's the part that was probably more more, just surprising for for all these fans, fans the, that were watching. The
3: Giants win is a good thing for the Cowboys, regardless what people think. It is a good thing. They're going to play the Eagles again. They're going to play the Redskins. They're going to play some teams. They're going to be competitive. They're going to stay in this thing. And, and that game up in the Meadowlands in December is not going to be easy. It never, it never was going to be. Right. And another beautiful segue for me to rant.
2: Thank you. <laughs> because... I'm sick of people acting like this is college football. Like, remember Dan Hawkins at Colorado ranting, like, it's the Big 12. It's the NFL. This is professional football. And no, I did not expect the Giants to go to Denver and beat the Broncos. But everybody's like... How did how did we lose to this awful Denver team? The Giants are beating them. The Giants lost to the Bucs by three, the Chargers by two, the Eagles by three on a last second 61-yard field goal. Like it's not like they've just been getting their doors blown off. Yeah, no, but the only team that has blown the doors off the Giants is the Cowboys. That's the only one. It is professional football. You spend a week telling a team that they suck and they yes. usually respond that way. Uh and also. Not only is everybody incredibly good, just on an individual level in the NFL, every team also has a ridiculously glaring weakness because the salary cap designs the league that way. So you're you're one bad game away from looking like that. And Trevor Simeon looked amazing against the Cowboys. He looked like crap against the Giants. The, uh, the Broncos liked their kicker enough to sign him to an extension the week they the, we went up there. He had... He's a horrible, a horrible night. sense yeah he's been awful yeah. and that's just the nature of the nfl like if it's college football where you clearly have your haves and your have nots i get it i understand that hierarchy but the fact that people are still surprised by these things in the nfl just baffles me yeah i, I think i agree with what you're saying
1: I, and you're right anytime you think you know something for certain in the nfl it's probably going to go the other way i get all that but it was just this was such a huge thing because it wasn't just the Giants were 0-5. It was the Giants were 0-5, and, and they lost their top player. Then they lost lost their second wide receiver. Then they lost their fourth wide receiver and kick returner and special teams player. And then their third wide receiver is out for this game and maybe a couple more games. And their offensive line has already been bad, but now it's going to face one of the most dominant pass-rushing defenses in the league. All those things set up to say, there's no way the Giants go to Denver and get a win, and
2: yet it happened, right? That, I guess – so,
1: yes, it was a reason for people to be surprised by that.
2: I'm not saying it's not shocking. Like I said, I'm not – I wasn't out here last week telling you that the Giants were going to beat the Broncos. Right. But for people to just get all up in arms right. like it reflects – like it's this horrible thing. The This Broncos <laughs> team is actually awful, and the Cowboys couldn't beat them, and the Giants yeah, – like, like crazy stuff happens in the NFL because you know what? The guy – the guy that they signed to replace Odell Beckham, I don't even know who he is. He's still good enough to be on an NFL roster. That still means something. He's not Odell Beckham. I mean, you know, does am I crazy? Like, am I crazy for for thinking that people are crazy for thinking that's
3: crazy? That's I went like three deep right there. I just don't understand why with the I'm Giants. Confused. Why does that even matter to the Cowboys? <laughs> like, what the Giant? Like, what does that mean that that they won the game? I mean.
2: Because it puts them one game closer to catching the Cowboys, especially if the Cowboys, you know, don't handle their business. Well, in San Nick, Nick, you know but why it matters. It matters because fans
1: just don't want to see teams in the division win. That's why it matters. Oh, Whether it matters to the Cowboys, and I mean, at the end of the day, it's just they don't want to see the Giants ever win. They don't want to see the Eagles ever win, unless they're playing each other, and you want the team with the worst record to win. Right? And that's, that's that's the, the only thing that's that matters.
3: The point is that that they the Giants are not going to give up, and so they're going to play, and they're going to play some teams here, and they're going to beat some teams, and in. It's gonna it's gonna start evening out because the Eagles are the Eagles. That <laughs> franchise is that if that franchise is still sitting up there, they're still gonna they're gonna come down to earth and they're gonna be the Eagles like that they've is, always been. I don't know if I'm I that despise news. that rationale. I don't Mike, care. Mike. I mean, I don't. <laughs> care. I mean, when have they ever won? I mean, they're hot right now. They're playing well. Their defense. When is did the Cubs
2: good? ever win? Okay, for not for a hundred years, and then they did. I mean, that's not a good that that's not a good rationale. Like, what past results are not an indicator of future results? And they're not even the
1: same guys. Like, I mean, they they're led by a quarterback now. Like, they haven't had a good quarterback since McNabb left. So, they got a good quarterback. They really do. He's playing
3: well. I I, I just think that that in this league, I mean. You just said it yourself that the Giants like barely, um, I mean, lost to the Eagles. They needed a sixty-one yard field goal to win. Yeah. So it's not like the Eagles are just running over everybody. Oh no, and they they not, they, not. they won that game the other day from two tipped inter- interceptions inside the twenty yard line, and they were able to score from there. I mean, it's not like they went up and down the field and mauled the. the but and, no, I think that's they the point, are though. playing
1: well. But I think that's well. the point. There is there just as good as you say their offense is. Their defense is playing. Right. Really, really well.
3: Right, so, but when you play with fire like that, you are going to get burned, and they will. They'll start losing. I guarantee you, they will lose two in a row at some point, and maybe even three in a row this year. They will. they, they just the way it's worked. The, you, they haven't been playing that impressively to just keep running the table. It doesn't work like that. You'll, they'll come back and they'll lose. I'm not saying they won't win the division or make the playoffs. I'm just saying that this isn't like 14 and two. Thirteen and three football team. They're going to probably go ten and six.
1: I think the same thing could have been said about the Cowboys at this point last year. People were like, at some point they're going to be the Cowboys. They're going to lose two or and they three. were in the playoffs. But in the playoffs though, <laughs> but I think during the regular season they were a thirteen and three team. And I'm saying this Eagles team is showing signs that they're a good team. Their defense is good. Their offense is good. I right. mean, they just have a good team. And so I, I won't take anything away from them.
3: I'm not taking it away from them. I'm just saying that that and I, I don't believe. I think history does repeat itself, and I think that there's there's they're not set up to be a 13 and 3 football team they're not that they'll they'll probably go 10 and 6 11 and 5 i don't i
2: don't agree with Nick's rationale as i already said but at the end of the day i i agree with what he's saying cuz i was talking about this on twitter the other night if you look around the nfc in light of aaron rodgers injury there isn't a team out there that i'm just like well yeah like I agree with they're going to have the one seed locked up by christmas you know like yeah. i don't think it's going to be that way i would be surprised if there's a 13- or 14-win team in the NFC this year, just based on what we've seen
3: through the first six weeks. And, there's no team and, that's
2: dominant right now.
3: That's my point. Yeah,
1: there's no team that's dominant. And
3: if do. there is a 13-win team, whoever it is, if they get hot and like the Cowboys did and then last year, they just kind of keep winning, keep winning these close games. Let's say it is Philadelphia or somebody. Nobody in the in the playoffs is going to be afraid of them going to Philly and, and winning or going anywhere, whoever the, the top team is. No one's no one's afraid of anybody. Because they don't have a guy like Aaron Rodgers, right? Right. That, yeah. I mean, that's
1: that's why you get afraid of playing a team is because there's that one player that you're like, I just don't have an answer for this guy. No doubt. And with Aaron Rodgers out, I don't know if there's a team in the NFC where you got that one player. You're like, I don't have
2: an answer why? for guy. it's guy. It's a it's a bummer. <laughs> yeah, you're going to say that. What? I thought you were – did you say uh, the Falcons? I mean, maybe the
3: Falcons, but – You feel
1: like that about, about uh, their guy, Ryan?
3: Well, I mean, I'm just saying if you had to go up and play them, like I'm talking about in the playoffs, you have to go up there and play them. That that's that would be that would be a challenge. That's
1: probably the scariest thing in the NFC right now, is what you say?
3: Yeah, just because they'll they'll get back on track and they'll yeah. get going. I mean, they're getting beat by AFC teams at home right now. So by no means am I trying to close the book on the Cowboys season, unlike
2: brian Brodus, who i argued with and said he said it's over oh uh, we might as well start man, the draft show every if, week now if, if you'd been on this show with brian and nate yesterday you would have thought the cowboys <laughs> were two and ten like it was unbelievable those two guys take it personal though but so. uh you can see that by no means am i closing the book on their season but when you think about that it is disappointing that they haven't been better to this point and and i'm I love Aaron Rodgers. I love watching him play. I don't want him to be hurt, but this is a huge opportunity for somebody to take advantage of if he's a done for the year. And right now, the Cowboys don't look like they're in a great position to do that. So hopefully, but I thought you just said that you
1: don't think it's a huge. It's not necessarily you're not ready to
2: write this team off as a running back, right? No, but. They have not looked like a team so far that is capable of... Because of other things, not just the running back. I Everything. Yes, Zeke's not playing like Zeke. The offensive line had not been good. The defense is terrible. Like, this-, this doesn't look like a playoff team right now. I'm not saying they, they still can be. You get better as the season goes along, but... You can't sit here at two and three after five games and say that this team looks like they're capable of contending.
1: All right, we're going to go ahead and take our final break. When we come back, we're going to get some phone calls. You guys give us a call. The number is 214-872-2102. Again, 214-872-2102. Or hit us on Twitter at Cowboys Break. This is the break. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. We, the entertainment-loving people, want a smartphone built for
2: us. With AT&T and DirecTV, you can get the Samsung Galaxy S8. With an infinity edge-to-edge screen, it's perfect for entertainment. We want exactly what you just said buy a
4: samsung galaxy s8 and get one free after bill credits when you buy both on at&t next and have direct tv visit your local at&t store today
1: buy each for 750 dollars on installment agreement with eligible service new line is free up to 750 dollars in credits over 30 months credits start in two to three bills if service canceled by balance due. taxes fees and restrictions
0: apply limited time offers See draw for details
4: ice cold dr pepper and the dallas cowboys go way back they belong together like texas and football silver and blue shotgun
0: formations and hail marys
4: having a cowboys football party without dr pepper is like having thanksgiving without the cowboys basically we wouldn't recommend it so next time you have a tailgate home gate or whatever else kind of gate grab some ice cold dr pepper for you and your friends to enjoy it's a dallas cowboys tradition dr pepper the one you crave it can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. Back
1: to the break. Welcome back. It's the final segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Nick, take it
3: away. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for twenty percent off your first order. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. That's all we got. Huh? That's all you need. That's I mean, really that's not all. Just, need. Yeah, left left leg, right leg. Pull them up. Go. <coughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that, well. What so- about the drawstring? Uh, mine don't have a drawstring. Oh.
2: Really? No, yours don't either. It's not true. You must, whatever. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Maybe they do. Maybe they do. Can't prove it. I don't want to. Nor do I. <laughs> All right. See, you know, even when I just try to just go really quick and move it on. It's too much fun. It's
1: not. Yeah, you, it's you're fun. killing it. That's supposed to
3: be a fun segment. Because I grabbed the one that says, pick your plays, not your wedgies, or something like What's that. What's wrong with that? I don't know. Just Like you haven't said worse. I have, but yeah.
4: wedges are not comfortable.
2: True story, Amber.
4: You don't want those. Just saying.
2: She's not wrong. <laughs> She's not wrong. Not wrong at all.
4: Tommy Johns doesn't give you wedges, right?
2: Damn right. I don't right. know
4: about it, but you guys should.
1: You're right about go. that, Amber. You're very right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to get into some phone calls. Let's get a phone call. Uh, we got a call from Reggie in Germany. Reggie, what up? Hey.
0: What's up? It's Reggie checking in from Germany again. What's up, guys? What up? Good, how are you? All right, Amber. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to throw a whole bunch of stuff at you guys real quick, okay? Um, first of all, I think this, this second half of the season is going to – it's really shaping to be really exciting. You know, you got the Redskins, what, are they, a game and a half out over the Eagles. If they played Eagles this weekend, they win that game. They're only a half a game out. If we play real serious ball the second half of the season, we're in it. I agree with Nick. You know, we we could, we could still do this, um, and and the Giants are going to play some ball. They're going to close the gap on some things here. And as I see the Eagles' schedule, they they got the Broncos still, they got the Seahawks, they got the Rams, they got the Raiders. Those are some some tough ball games. And so we can still do this if we if we play some ball. Um, you know, maybe if we think about Navarro Bowman coming in, I don't know if we you know if you guys thought about that um, picking him up. Uh, maybe that'll be some help at the linebacker spot. Um, my real belief is that we need to get Lyle Collins back at guard at some point in time. Maybe not this season. I don't. I don't know if it's going to happen this season, but maybe next year. He's a beast of guard. You know, he's he's doing okay at at, at tackle because he's just a quality player. But I think we need him at guard. Um, and those are the thoughts that I have right now. Um, I just wanted to throw all that out at you guys. God bless. And um, one last thing. You know, I I, <laughs> I, I'm, I I know it's off topic, but I'm really worried about what what's going on in the locker room in the context of what Jerry kind of threw out there and, and threw a grenade in the locker room with his comments. So I don't know what what we're doing there. I don't know if you guys have any comments to say about that, if you even want to touch that, um, but that's my comment. Okay, I'm out.
1: Bye. All right. Thanks. Thanks for the call. Um, there were a couple things he said there that I don't think have a likelihood of happening. Obviously, the Navarro Bowman thing is he not going to happen. He, he is, is signed to the Oakland Raiders, uh, which – makes a whole lot of sense. Uh, To be honest with you, I kind of think this is one of those situations where you kind of accept uh, an offer from another team to come visit so that you can go to the Raiders and say, hey, if we leave here without a deal, we're heading somewhere else, and they may give us a deal, and that just kind of gives them more impetus to get a deal done before you leave the building. It makes sense for him. He he keeps his family in the same area, and, you know, we're off and running, right? I don't think he was going to sign with the Cowboys. I don't either. I think that was – again, I think it was – it was a an option for him to be able to make the Raiders want to do a deal quicker, right? right? Uh, but that being said, also the Lyle Collins thing. I mean, at this point, that's water under the bridge. That's not going to change. I don't even think it's going to change in the future. I think they are they are committed to the fact that he is going to be their right tackle. You guys agree with that?
3: When was he a beast at guard? Because he pulled and 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 knocked a safety for the for the Seahawks or linebacker. I mean, he can still do that at tackle. I mean, when was he really? beastly at guard because they were one of the worst teams in the league in short yardage situations. They were considerably better when Leary got there. Of course, Zeke got there too. So that he hasn't blocked at guard behind with Zeke. I understand that, but I just don't remember him being a beast at guard. I think he, his body type and his quick feet. I think he is a better tackle. He'll get better there. Uh, You know, remember Doug free played 10 years. He didn't play for the first three years of his career. You you have to. It takes some time. He's learning on the run. He'll be fine at tackle. I don't think he's going to be. I don't think he would be even be better at guard.
1: You know, we talk about expectations a lot on this show. If the Cowboys would have gotten Lyle Collins with a first round pick, they did not because he dro- dropped. Obviously, and they ended up getting him as a free agent. Uh, but if he would have been a first round pick, do you think that there would be talk that he has been? Not a bust, yeah, but has been a lot less than what they expected from a first-round pick, especially thinking about the other three first-round picks they have on that offensive line and what they've done really starting in their first years. When they first got plugged in, all three of them immediately had some success. Yeah, Lyle, not quite, right?
2: Probably.
3: it wouldn't have been moved, though. You draft him and tackle. You, you wouldn't have drafted him at guard. You would have drafted him in tackle, and then you would have played there, and he would have stayed there because that's how you have to justify your pick. So right. he would have— you know, he might have been better, you know, if playing this had been his third year at tackle. If you can rewind this thing, because it's funny, you know,
2: we we report what we're told more often, like more so than our opinions, you know. And for forever, the Cowboys front office was like, we like him at guard, we like him at guard. And so that's what we say. We're like, they like him at guard. They're going to leave him there. Um, and then they change their mind. Uh, honestly, if, you know, going, rewinding it back to January or February – I would have been intrigued to see what the offensive line would look like with Lyle playing left guard and Chaz green playing right tackle, but they decided that they wanted to play him at tackle. He has been way better than he's gotten credit for. In my opinion, if you go watch the games, you can see that. Um, And, you know, as much as I don't like to admit it, the concerns about Chaz green's durability have been uh, confirmed again, I guess is the word I'm looking for. So, Uh, -uh. as having said that, having said that, I would have liked to have seen that I don't have a problem with the decision at all. And I think he's been better than he's gotten credit for. And I think he will continue to get better. And that will be a good thing in the long run. People are just very impatient. Don't you think they were also
1: scared off and it's being, it's kind of bared out to be true, but they were scared of, of maybe placing him at guard and putting Chaz Green at tackle because of the fact that they were afraid of his durability.
2: That's they what I'm didn't saying. They
1: really have any other options, I think if, if Chaz goes down to tackle, you don't have a lot of other options. He goes down to guard, you've got a
2: few options. All right? of the factors, the Cowboys have been justified at, at many turns in that decision because, like, Lyle has played pretty well, in my opinion, and Chaz Green has had problems staying on the field. Um, so, you know, the fact that your tackle spot is solid – but you've got questions at guard. I think that's preferable. And so like I, yeah, I'm I would have liked to have seen that combination like I just said, but I'm I don't fault them at all for what they did and I think it's working out pretty well so far. All right, let's take a question from Twitter.
4: So if the whole seek suspension does come into effect and it keeps going forward like that, do you guys think that Switzer will get more action in the slot with Beasley?
2: I hope so. That's I thought about that cuz the the conundrum has been, well, who are you taking off the field to put Switzer on? And it's probably gonna be Jason Witten or Zeke. So now you think instead of maybe going eleven personnel, especially when they go empty eleven, now what they do is they just have a, a tight end, no running back, and an extra wide receiver. You theoretically could. Or and we've seen Switzer motion into the backfield a couple yeah. of times as well. Um I think you know, I'm not trying to anoint the guy because he hasn't done anything to deserve that yet. I mean the biggest play the most meaningful play of his season so far is a muffed punt, but you know he's a sh- he's a shifty guy. He looks dynamic with the ball in his hands, and I think it'd be a shame not to again, kind of like what I said about Rod Smith, give you know it'd be a shame not to give him the opportunity to do something with that. So maybe a silver lining of this is that you can find more ways to get him onto the field. All right, this question. is kind
4: of hard to answer, but do you guys think think that the Cowboys address everything that needed to be addressed during this bye week?
2: kind of wish Navarro Bowman was on the team but be nice a, a, I mean I, I mean I don't think there's a good way to answer that until yeah. you see him play another game I, I think Sean Lee coming back to good health Anthony Hitchens getting another week uh, Cheeto getting a week I mean all those things sound good and hopefully it leads to better results for your defense but, but
1: you also may have lost your running back yeah, there's that too. Kind of offsets those yeah, things for sure. that are, are kind of positive.
2: Although,
3: they'll, sorry, go ahead. they will probably be a roster move today. I would imagine they'll. they'll I mean, the interesting part about this situation is, is is Zeke is off the roster and on the suspension list, but you can't just go and just replace him right now because he might be he right might, back. On. Might be back, but that's why this is going down today at one thirty. So they'll have that spot. I think they have another spot open, too, with P- with Paya being on injured reserve um, slash retire or whatever whatever list they decided to put him on. But they'll have two spots open, too. So, th- I mean, if they wanted to sign Bowman, they'll probably sign some linebacker, I would imagine, you know, to, to help.
2: But or, the, or then, you know, maybe call up one of those young tackles, Richard Asher, Lewis Neal, maybe. It's an idea. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, could help. Um, I was, it's funny because it reminds me of a preseason debate that I had with Broadus. Like, it got really animated, too, which was... When does it not? Right. Would you rather try to make this offense work without Zeke or try to make this defense work without Lee? So... <laughs> you're going to get a good look at it now. I mean, so you know, much
1: rather have Lee on the defense.
2: I I actually offense. I will say I argued that I'd way rather have Zeke because really. going back to what I've said time and time again, you're only going, you're only as good as your offense is is and your offense isn't as good without him. But but,
1: but what we saw what we saw when Lee was not playing is that this defense is so bad that even if you score 30 plus, you're not necessarily going to get a win
2: I will gladly eat my crow we're going to get to see it it looks like assuming Zeke is suspended and Lee is healthy we're going to get to see what this looks like where your best defenders playing and you're trying to make it work with your other running backs and and if it turns out that they're actually better in that situation then I'll gladly admit I was wrong
1: the thing is the drop-off between Zeke and say Alfred Morris or Darren McFadden whichever one you want to plug in and then Sean Lee versus Jalen Smith I guess at this point I think the drop between those two is vastly different. I think the linebacker position is a much bigger drop between one to
3: two than there is at the running back. Jalen was playing, anyways. I you mean, know, but you know, Justin Durant has been playing more. I mean, that's really the drop off. I think Sean leads to Durant because Jalen Smith was out there.
1: Yeah, but I think the problem is the more weeks that Jalen is playing a huge number of plays, the more we've seen him get exposed. And yeah. so I think if, you, if you're going to get good play out of him this year while he's returning and getting himself back into it, and, that, and again, I, as far as last I've heard, he still did not have 100% feeling in that leg. So with all that being said, I still think that you know Jalen is still – if you're going to put him out there as a starter and play him 60, 70 plays, I think that's going to be a problem for you.
2: Anthony Hitchens is nowhere near as good of a player as Sean Lee, but I don't think you can underestimate how big it is having him back alongside Sean Lee because now you've got an all-pro playing with with a competent, uninjured starter as opposed to a rookie who's not 100% healthy who's still trying to feel his way. I think that having, having Lee back is huge, but having both of them back, I think that's what really matters.
4: After taking a week off and being able to analyze this team, what is still the biggest area of concern for safety. you guys? what did you say, safety?
1: Easily safety for me. And that was what it was a week ago. It's what it still is now. What
3: do you guys think? Mm, probably stopping the run, you know? I mean, just who? What? Which they play into that a little bit. Yeah. I think I'll answer this question. We we answered it this uh, on Thursday for the gut feeling, and, and uh, my biggest concern is the fact that they're they're not making any plays on you know turnovers. They're not getting any turnovers. Uh, that could be the safeties aren't doing anything. That could be the, they're not ripping the ball out. They're not getting picks. They're not getting enough pressure. You know, I know they have the sack leader, but you know, was it what is it doing? I mean. Yeah. I mean, he's caused one fumble that led to a touchdown in Denver, but that's really it. So, for turnovers. So, they need more turnovers somehow, some way. They need more turnovers. I think I said in that story that
2: I thought it was the offensive line in the ground game. And that was before I knew that Ezekiel Elliott would be suspended. So, I mean, that's definitely concerning. And I said, I'm not ready to write him off. But, you know, for the millionth time, I think this team is only as good as their offense. And I know that their defense is bad. I get that. And they do need to be able to stop the run. And they haven't caused enough turnovers. But if their offense is one-dimensional and can't move the ball, then it doesn't. None of that matters. You know, I may be being uh, naive, and I
1: probably am to some degree. I just always assume that – assuming Zeke wasn't going to be suspended – that as the season wore on, the running game would get going because I just felt like with this offensive line, you got two pieces that are new. It was going to take some time for them to really gel. I expected that over time they'd get better, and by the time you hit the midway point, they'd be in a stride, and that's what you really want. You want them to be in a stride by the end. I think everything changes if Zeke's not there. That doesn't mean the running game goes to nothing, but I think it does change because you're not going to have that explosive guy at the running back position that you that you once had.
4: Move Crawford back to defensive tackle.
1: Does it matter? Well, I mean, right. I'm not. I'm not trying to be. Right, I'm right not now. To rude. I'm just saying. I, I don't know that he was. A, when he was at tackle, he wasn't. A, he wasn't making game changing type plays. At defensive end, he's not really making game changing type plays. So I don't know if it makes a huge difference. Where do you need him? Like, do you need? Where do you need a body? He's a steady guy. He's a solid guy. But going to Nick's point. He's not going to get you a ton of turnovers, no matter where
2: you put him. Right? As of right now, don't they only have two full fledged defensive tackles on the roster? That's my problem, which is why I think I would expect that either Richard Ash or (laughs) Richard Ash or Lewis Neal will probably be called up at some point, just because you need. I mean, you need somebody there, so somebody needs to play tackle. It can be Tyrone Crawford. It can be Lewis Neal. Don't they have three? Collins Collins and who? Malik Collins, Brian Price you don't
1: call uh you don't think that
2: think, that's where irvin's going to be irvin. i think irvin's yeah. okay. Yeah. i mean well you know you've got irving tyrone and even taco that can do both so i mean yeah i know you have tackles there but that's my point is full fledged no questions asked has irvin play been playing, did
1: he play defensive in this last game i thought the only time i saw him was at tackle yeah.
3: if, and play and that's fine okay. he'll probably yeah he'll, he i would think that that you still have Crawford moving back and forth a little bit depending on the play um, taco will be there but but they probably could use someone else. I mean, because you know now they have Pia down and Tapper, so uh, maybe I'm missing a guy. I got Lawrence and Mayo, Mayoa and and uh, Taco. Who what? Who else is playing end? I guess Crawford. Crawford. Yeah. yeah. Crawford. So so either Crawford plays tackle and you need another end, or Crawford plays end and and you need another tackle. And since you have two defensive tackles on the practice squad and no ends, right probably makes more sense Body to moment. do that. I was, right. over,
4: I was going over all the guys in my head. I'm like, is it bad that I kind of forgot about tackle? <laughs> That's bad.
2: Yeah. It's but not good. No, <laughs> not good. It's actually really I'm like, not uh,
4: good. It's not
1: good. All right. We appreciate you guys, Jonas. We're back tomorrow, 930 at our normal time. Tomorrow we'll get into a little bit more talk between the Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers. That game is this Sunday. Uh, until then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break live on DallasCowboys.com. Radio.
0: Taco. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Ha!